Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? I uh, I survived getting hit by a car this weekend, um, or more accurately, really? I sh- yeah, yeah. I haven't tweeted about this yet, and I haven't told anybody about this, because it's kind of like, you know, choice material for the podcast. I want to savor it. Um, more accurately, I should say, a driver hit me with their car. Uh, this weekend I was walking back from the grocery store, uh, with my girlfriend, with my partner, and we are approaching an intersection and a driver decided to pull way past the stop sign and stop blocking the crosswalk. And she's driver's sitting there waiting for a chance to turn right for probably 20, 25 seconds, half a minute as we're approaching. Um, so, you know, we're, we're in clear view of this driver, right? But she's still deciding to block the crosswalk with her car, mm-hmm. forcing us to walk outside of the crosswalk around her car. And as I step in front of her vehicle, as I'm crossing the street, as is my right of way, um, she decides she's going to, that's her chance to turn right, right there and fucking crashes into my leg. And apparently the the car is uh, new enough that um, it's got some kind of computer to it that if the the car registers an impact, the horn goes off automatically to alert the driver. Um, (laughs) So it's just like, bam, side of my leg. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) So my fist goes right down onto that fucking bitch's hood. And I'm just like, at first, it doesn't occur to me that like the car automatically triggers the horn. I'm thinking that are you thinking you're fucking asshole? <laughs> She's honking at you. She just hit me and then honks at me after hitting me. <laughs> but right. then I look and like it's the through the sun, you know, the sun's kind of glare on the on the windshield. I realize like her hands are on her face, like she's like, holy shit, what did I just do? So she couldn't, <laughs> she wasn't honking the horn herself. It just went off automatically because the car hit me hard enough that it registered an impact. And it's right. now trying to alert the fucking idiot driver that uh, you just committed a crime. So you maybe <laughs> should fucking pay attention. So, yeah, um, it's been a while since I've actually gotten hit by a car. Uh, I've never really gotten hit while riding a bike, but I've, I've definitely gotten hit by <laughs> drivers as a pedestrian. Right. Um, the like the most recent, I was I was going to the grocery store. This old guy who was apparently completely blind, um, pulls in, and I just like he's pulling into the, to a grocery store parking lot as I'm walking, and I realize he's he's like ex- going extremely slow, but just like he can't see me, and he like he looks like he's ninety years old. I'm like, holy shit! So I just stop, oh, God. and yeah. as he like rolls by, like his side mirror just hits my arm. And he just keeps going like like he didn't even notice. He didn't even know. <laughs> didn't even register. It, he didn't even know. And so I fucking so terrifying. It's just insane. It's fucking insane. And I'm so tired of this shit. And you know, I almost felt validated because Ash was there to actually see it happen. You know, it wasn't just like, hey, here's why I'm pissed off at drivers non fucking stop. It's like, no, now you see. So uh, I'm glad that I was standing on the side of the fucking car that hit and. You know, so she didn't get hit, but uh, yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. And then, like, just the other day, uh, somebody um, took out the fucking uh, the crosswalk light 
at the corner of my intersection, just fucking took it out, just smashed it, knocked the whole thing down. There's like uh, live electrical wires just hanging out of the ground uh, on the sidewalk. Days later, nobody's done anything about it. It's just it's just a fucking traffic sewer. That's all this, this fucking street. I moved here and got, you know, had to move into a place sight unseen, which was fine. But it turns out it's like the shittiest fucking street to live on, especially if you hate fucking cars, which I do with a passion. So my legs. Was there, was there any? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Was there any PS to that? Is your leg like? Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, I didn't even really notice it at first. It was like, did the did the car really hit me, or did it just come very close? Because you know, uh-huh. it, it didn't. It nothing hurt. But I did look at my leg. Um, actually, just now I'm looking at. It. I do have quite of a bruise on my thigh here. So it hit from like from my knee up to about my mid thighs where the bumper hit me. Um, and even if it's going five miles an hour, that's still like getting punched really hard in the leg, you know. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. Well, it's it's that first little initial, you know, taking off from a standing stop. It's kind of like you know, whap, ow, yeah, fuck you, you know. It's <laughs> not like it, it, it was just a, re- a regular car, which you know, when you say regular car, they're fast disappearing and now being replaced by things like the uh, the Hummer EV, uh, whose battery weighs 2,900 pounds. Yeah. So just the battery of this thing weighs as much as the car that hit me. (laughs) So if you think things couldn't get any worse, they're gonna. God, that's fucking... I I can't even imagine. Like, how does a car hold something that... I I, I imagine it's not like... Like, it's it's massive, but it's not like the size of the entire car. So how the fuck do they even build, like, suspension to hold that much fucking weight in the trunk or in the front wherever the fuck you, you the think potholes in. are bad now imagine once everyone you know nine a nine thousand pound vehicle to move around a 200 pound dude yeah just fathom the insanity of that it's oh, like, like literally like, like what if what if we turn bitcoin and crypto into a car and that's what this is right right and by the way, so I, not that I, I don't usually have too many car stories, but someone actually did almost fucking try to kill me. And I thought about it today because uh, I saw an article about how uh, I think it was either traffic deaths or road rage, death, whatever it was, were, were like at the highest they've ever been in 2021. Um, and they're the saying a lot of it is because like the extra stress of the pandemic is making people fucking extra insane on the roads. But I mean, literally the other day I was driving home from work, right? And I had to get off an exit to like switch an interchange, basically switch from one highway to another highway. Um, right. So I'm in the right lane or whatever. And this guy, this guy in this fucking like gigantic, you know, pickup truck with like the, uh, the lift kit that makes it like a fucking, like the, the height of a monster truck, you know, like one of those fucking things. Yeah um broadcasting to the neighborhood that his microcock is right exactly he he can't get over the fact that his minuscule genitalia is the thing so he has to tell everybody you know right so he and so now he because he's an idiot not paying attention for whatever reason uh is like two lanes over you know but he needs to take the exit apparently so he like just you know cuts across two lanes of traffic to get into my lane behind me like not in front of me he didn't cut me off that at that point but he does it behind me um and and when i say behind me i mean he literally like sp- at full speed like 
drops in behind me, maybe with two feet between our bumpers, like like scared the shit out of me because I saw it in my rear. I was like, Jesus, like what the fuck? Like right before, yeah, yeah, like right as I was getting off the exit, right, and of course I'm getting off an exit, so I slow down, and he's you know riding me even more. And the second we get onto the highway, he pulls around me, gets in front of me, slams on his brakes, and then speeds. I'm like, what a fucking just do, like I, it literally did nothing whatsoever aggressive to this guy. He's just such a fucking well, you know, Anthony, micro dick to met at the world. Really, he like, was in a hurry to get to the freedom convoy. I mean, you were in his way. Oh, he also you were I, standing I forgot in the to way mention, of freedom, Anthony. I, I forgot to mention he had like this big blue you know sometimes like trucks like that have an extra fucking light in like the grill of their car for no reason whatsoever i guess so sure it it was like a bar it was like a light bar but it was blue but it like it wasn't a cop car it probably was a fucking off-duty fucking pig but he had a blue light bar on in the grill of his car which i'm pretty sure is illegal if you're not a cop or whatever um like nothing is regulated none of this shit like you can make anything they want to (laughs) like and, and nobody's going to stop them, right? Um, I mean, unless right. you're got a like a huge. <laughs> unless it's so egregious that it's like, hey, we designed this car to break the law, and then it's just like, all right, we got to do something. I mean, you, Jesus you can, Christ, you can put spikes on your hubcaps that stick out a foot, and no one's going to stop you. Oh yeah, and the fucking the eighteen every eighteen wheeler I see has like those fucking spikes. I'm like, just I, what. Is the only purpose of that to like if you get pissed off so that you can like Mad Max somebody off the road? Like what? What is the what is the stated purpose of those spikes? Like I don't understand. It's you know it's how big they wish their penis was. Right. That is that's that's the message there. Well, speaking of people, little dicks who drive big trucks, uh, we should talk about what's going on in in Canada right now. This freedom convoy uh, that that that's so. Uh, uh, you you would think it's more it's it's more in the news to us than it actually is to like real world pe- real world people because you know people on twitter <laughs> including uh people who've deluded themselves into thinking that they're twitter leftists just can't stop fucking the tweeting lockdown about left things. the lockdown left did you hear that one <laughs> yes and, and, and <laughs> read, read that max blumenthal tweet real quick before we... oh do, i don't i don't actually have the tweet do you have the tweet up let me uh, uh yeah let's... i got the tweet up here we go Hang on a second. So, <laughs> so Max, Max Blumenthal, who mind. used to be good on issues of imperialism, Israel, whatnot, um, he got completely Jimmy Dorpilled in the last year, and now is basically gone the same route as uh, our, our old friend Brooke Hines, who is fucking crazy uh, and a liar, and we'll get to that in a second here too. But Max Blumenthal tweeted this, and it sounds like a parody, but it's not. Max tweeted out the lockdown left that spent last week spouting academic theory to undercut support for a trucker strike looks on with silent satisfaction as the imperial Trudeau regime imposes the emergencies act with the power to freeze bank accounts. I mean, look, fuck Justin Trudeau, but just calling him the Imperial Trudeau regime is giving him even way more credit than I think he deserves. It's like, just cue the Darth Vader theme right there. (laughs) Right. Um, And I I quote tweeted him here on our our page. I was like, too bad this clown doesn't realize that lockdown left sounds based as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) 
just, yeah, the, the so lockdown funny. left. Like, I love that he just came up with that because it's, it's, you know, it's like the alt left or whatever, you know, dirtbag left. It's like all these labels that we just completely embraced because they right. were like, yeah, I'm fucking dirtbag leftist. Fuck you. There was some funny, uh, like, alliterative uh, nickname for leftists that I think Rush Limbaugh used to have, and I can't remember what it is now. I'm sure someone, if they remember, tweet us about it, but it, it was it was so funny, and it was also an accidentally uh, based uh, fucking nickname. But, um, yeah, yeah, Max Blumenthal's lost his fucking mind, and, you know, we've talked about it before on the show. It's because, you know, he was, he was great on, on foreign policy, but he, you know, never really talked about domestic policy. And it turns out it's because he has no actual understanding of economic, uh, you know, uh, factors in, in in any of these situations. And he doesn't actually talk about uh, class or capital or anything like that. So he can't actually, you know, use his uh, he, he just can't he has no like he can't make the connection like he just that. And this is why, you know, when people still call themselves anti-imperialist or progressive and you host a fucking podcast about you know being a progressive it, it, it that's why you can't understand that you know automatically not every fucking strike or you know demonstration or convoy needs to be fucking supported like they try to use that as this cudgel of like oh well you're not supporting workers and without any actual further uh you know inkling as to what these people are supporting like the, you know the fucking nazi marches in charlottesville were made up of people who i assume are quote unquote workers who have jobs that doesn't mean i have to fucking support them and you know similarly this fucking trucker convoy in canada is made up of a bunch of uh fucking far-right uh fascists and neo-nazis and propped up by the american right wing who sees this as another fucking tea party opportunity where they can you know astroturf this alleged grassroots movement and make it way bigger than it actually is and you know hope that it brings the policy changes that they want to see implemented uh to the US and that's what's happening in Canada and these idiots are too fucking dense to realize that they're just you know <laughs> inadvertently or or you know intentionally assisting these fucking ghouls in doing that well there was a couple pieces that were talking about um all the like Facebook groups that have jumped out of this and, and a lot of them are just like QAnon Facebook groups that have just kind of retooled themselves for this new thing. Right. And the reporting was basically saying that like almost all of them are being run by fake accounts from uh, like content farms based out of Southeast Asia, <laughs> you know, where it's just, it's like, just let's, whatever the, whatever the thing that Americans are divided about, let's tap into that so we can spam them with fucking ads for just like buying t-shirts which, and crap which was what <laughs> russia's like interference was always about anyway that was like what they're like oh they're trying to interfere in the elections it's like no they literally just had a bunch of content bots like you know trying to 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 you know fuel discussion so they could show more it's, ads to right. people like, it's that's just all a it money market it's just a money market you know, it, it's just trying to capitalize on whatever fucking, you know, idiot warm brain shit America's up to, you know, and it's bled over into Canada. But it's it's like it's it's hilarious, though, because then you've got, uh, you know, the, the people that are really grifting, you know, people like the Lincoln Project tweeted out today. Uh, today, President Biden followed in the footsteps of powerful American presidents who came before him, staring down Soviet aggression and letting the world know with certainty America will not stand for it. <laughs> yeah. Soviet aggression. Soviet right. aggression. Uh, this was well, Soviet Union has been gone for 31 years now. 
So yeah. uh, nearly my entire lifetime. Um, <laughs> and, and, and we'll talk we'll talk about the Russia uh, Ukraine stuff in a little bit. But I, I want to stay on the truckers for a little bit because yeah. I actually want to read. And, and you know, this was the big argument was like you know the the, the idiots like Brooke on the on the quote unquote left who defend the, this convoy because it's a bunch of fucking anti science anti vax lunatics like her and their fucking buddies. Uh, they defend them reflexively because they just hate fucking any kind of public health and safety measures occurring whatsoever. Um, but of course they completely misunderstand and misrepresent what's actually going on in these protests. So now number one, the Canadian trucking industry by estimates is like 50% uh, Sikh. It's, it's very heavily uh, Southeast Asian. Uh, it, it, it's, it's not a particularly white uh, sector of the uh, economy in Canada. Like there's a lot of Sikh drivers in Canada. Uh, like and the protests at, from everything that everyone has you know shown on media on you know positive media on negative media is is like ninety nine point nine percent white. Like everyone you see is white. Now the other number to can, can, uh, factor in is that ninety percent of truckers in Canada are vaccinated. Uh, so again, this is a very fucking small minority of loud morons being propped up by right wing billionaires uh, in America making it seem like it's way bigger than it actually is. And of course, they've they've, mostly not truckers who actually have to work for a living. It's mostly guys who are the owners of trucking companies, owner operators, who have time to to take all the time off they want and have all the extra trucks that they don't need on the road every day. Right. Which is definitely not your average trucker. (laughs) Right. If you drive for a company, if you drive for like OTR or whatever fucking company, you're not at this protest. You're the, if you, you know, own your, you know, $250,000 18 uh, wheeler and, you know, you have the disposable income to fucking park it somewhere for, you know, three, four weeks at a time, then then you're at this protest because you're, again, a, a, a rich fuck. You know, you're in the you're in the 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 lower upper class or the upper, you know, I wouldn't even say upper middle class because you, 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 you know, have enough money that you can afford one of these fucking trucks to begin with. Um, you're not just a working, you know, a, a guy. You're a fucking owner. Uh, yeah, that's who's mostly at these protests. And again, it's a lot of non-truckers. Like a lot of people that they have speaking for them are non-truckers. Um, the Teamsters of Canada have already come out and condemned them and said they don't support them. So again, there's an actual union and a good one <laughs> saying that they don't support uh, the 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 Canadian truck uh, convoy. Which and just a funny side note, by the way, I I love that the president of the Teamsters is uh, James Hoffa Jr. I saw that in a press release <laughs> the other day, and I almost said a fucking ad here. So I was like, "There's no fucking way." But yes, no, it actually is Jimmy Hoffa's kid. Maybe um, maybe he knows where his dad's buried. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was great. Um, it, it, would it be weird to just you know be be the the son of Jimmy Hoffa? And be and, named and, Jimmy Hoffa. Like, oh, right. But like uh, to sit there and, and like watch Martin Scorsese's The Irishman and just be like, Jesus, I didn't know my fucking dad lived this long. This movie's fucking <laughs> forever. Four hours of this shit? Really? Really? I mean, any, it's honestly not a terrible portrayal of him. Not, not like a, uh, dispa- not a super disparaging portrayal of him either in that movie, like for the most no, part. No, it's just like the last hour of the movie, like, didn't need to be there. Like, okay, we get it. Three hours was enough. Four? We're going three hours and 45 minutes? Really? <sighs> yeah. 
No, it was it was it was overlong. I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed the shit out of it, but it was definitely I, overlong. I saw it in the theater, and I so regretted seeing that in the theater because I found out that I could have watched it on Netflix, <laughs> which right, would have not like a, been yeah. stuck in the theater oh for fucking God. four hours. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know it was that long either. I was like, oh, you know, I mean, we're not going to be here for still fucking one in the morning, are we? Oh, we are. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I watched it in two parts, and I was very 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 fortunate to not have to watch it in one fucking sitting because that was. Yeah. A long fucking movie, but very good. Um, but regardless, so I actually want to read a little bit from this Vice article because sure. uh, obviously there's a lot of uh, people on the actual left looking into the funding of this trucker convoy because it, you know, obviously well, they got didn't... hacked. They got hacked. Right. So now everybody so, can see who these people and are. It, and it didn't smell right from the beginning. So, you know, they were they were trying to use GoFundMe and GoFundMe shut them down. Um, <clears throat> so now they're using this website called uh, Give, Send, Go which is a Christian crowdfunding site. So I'm sure that's real. That's really on the up. We only up. accept um, Christian cryptocurrency. <laughs> Christ so they, coin. <laughs> <laughs> so they raised $8.7 million uh, on this website, which is quite a bit of money. Um, that, you know, it's funny because that's more than Beto O'Rourke has raised for his governor running for Texas. <laughs> 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 we'll get to that in a bit. Um, from 92,000 donors, which by the way, which is a $95 uh, average donation, which is quite substantial. Uh, if you know how average donations work and especially when it comes to political campaigns. Um, but, um, so yeah, they were hacked, uh, uh over the weekend. And <laughs> I just want to read a little bit from this vice article because it's pretty telling of who actually is donating to this, uh, bullshit. <clears throat> so uh, the Christian crowdfunding site that helped raise $8.7 million for the anti-vax Freedom Convoy in Canada was hacked on Sunday night, and the names and personal details of over 92,000 donors were leaked online. Uh, the, da- the database of 92,845 donors is no longer available on the site, but Vice News was able to review, of co- uh, review a copy of the data. Uh, while some of the donors did not provide their names, such as the person behind the current top donation of 215 thousand dollars which is definitely elon musk because there were other indications that he donated uh money himself uh to the convoy and he's tweeted you know in support of the convoy so i'm sure that was him because who else can afford to lose that much fucking money why the fuck um, would he i mean i know he's insane because he's he's, he's he's an insane pr- he's 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 a fucking reddit you know 4chan he's guy a reddit who, troll who, i know i know right he's, who happens to just have you know the most money of anyone in in human history um just what a horrifying combination. Um, uh, current t- top donation of $215,000. The vast majority did provide them, including American software billionaire uh, Thomas Siebel, who donated $90,000 to the Freedom Convoy. While Gibson Go does allow donors to make their donations public, many choose to use their company's name, again, <laughs> uh, companies, not fucking individual workers, or omit their names entirely, so the leaked database contains a lot of information that was never meant to be shared, Data like donors' full names, email addresses, and location. Analysis of the leaked data by extremism researcher uh, Amaranth uh, Amarasingham. Sorry, (laughs) if you're listening, I didn't butchered your name. uh, Show that while the majority of donors come from the U.S., 56%, again, 56% of the donors are from the United States for a Canadian uh, right-wing MAGA convoy. Um, And Canada, 29%. So only 29% of the donors for the Canadian trucker convoy coming from Canada. Uh, there are also thousands of donations from overseas, including the UK, Australia, and Ireland. 
Uh, despite over 15,000 more donations flying in from the U.S., Canadian donors outraised Americans by, uh, by almost 1 million, uh, bringing in 4 million compared to 3.6 million. Okay, so more money was coming in from Canada, even though more donors were from the United States. That's weird. Uh, also included in the leaked data were messages that some donors posted alongside their donations. The messages contained over 13,000 references to God or Jesus, as well as thousands of references to tyranny. (laughs) While most most of the user's messages were relatively benign, there are a number of more troubling posts, like this one from user, uh, quote, I look forward to the day the tyrants are swinging from a noose. Um, other this is the last one other messages flagged by monmouth university extremism researcher sarah aniano and verified by vice news included quote we have 2a here in america send your mounties and we see what happens uh another one quote all in capitals by the way cabal piglets are corrupt criminals who need severe punishment under law (laughs) and then the final one uh quote death to all liberal traitors so yeah, no, definitely a group that the uh, that the left anti-imperialist left needs to be supporting these fucking Christo-fascist lunatics who are protesting for less public health measures and a global pandemic that's killed almost a million people in this country alone. Yeah, that's that's who we should be supporting. You fucking idiots. Yeah, yeah. So you got into it with uh, somebody we had on the show long long while yeah, back and, here, and um. And- and I was saying to you off air, like when this was happening, I was like, I feel like I should apologize to the audience. And you're like, ah, oh, we shouldn't apologize. But I, I just want to apologize for not realizing what a fucking idiot uh, that Brooke was. But and, you know, actually, unfortunately, exposing her to, to our audience. Uh, and I know you were saying she's got a bigger audience now than us. And I do see she's gained quite a few followers from just incessantly fucking making the stupidest posts imaginable about COVID uh, like this one the other day. Uh, she she retweeted uh, or quote tweeted rather somebody who tweeting uh, uh, this. Th- I, I guess this is from an article. It has no link, has no source. It's just a block of a paragraph of text from something. Um, and the paragraph of text says, "Other studies suggest a two dose regimen may be counterproductive." One f- and speaking of the vaccine, of course, one found that in people with past uh, infections, the first dose boosted T cells and antibodies, but the second dose seemed to indicate an quote exhaustion and in some cases even a deletion of T cells. I'm not here to say that it's harmful, says Bertoletti, who co-authored the study, but at the moment, all the data are telling us that it doesn't make any sense to give a second vaccination dose in this very short term to somebody who is already infected. Their immune response is already very high. Oh, so okay, so th- that's a the second vaccine dose to somebody who's already had COVID. Uh, and then, so his his uh, comment about that was, "I'm laughing if Fauci gives everyone AIDS because you know T cell exhaustion and deletion." To which Brooke quote tweeted and say, "Gee, wonder why HIV testing is all is a thing all of a sudden again," implying that the COVID vaccination, which is is, is being personally distributed by Anthony Fauci, of course, is giving people AIDS um just just completely fucking unhinged like like you belong in a padded room if you fucking think that like i like i don't even know what the fucking response to that but just just for these idiots who don't ever fucking like look into the science of any of these claims they make there have been multiple studies talking about t-cell depletion and you know what actually causes t-cell depletion they're finding uh more and more covid and long covid specifically the people with um who end up presenting with long COVID 
most significantly share the trait that they have a significant T-cell depletion, which is something that you see in AIDS. It, it, it depletes your T-cells and it doesn't allow your body to make antibodies to fight off viruses, which is why they have long COVID. Their body literally can't fucking make the antibodies to boot it out of their fucking systems. And they're finding right. that people are getting that because they're fucking getting COVID, you morons, not because they're getting the vaccine. And like just just from this completely unsourced paragraph that I was reading, I immediately deduced that the probably what they're talking about is is a fucking study of people who've had COVID and then get the vaccine uh, who have depleted T cells because fucking guess what? They had COVID and COVID, you know, depletes T cells in a so certain number of infected people. What was the nature of the conversation that you had with her um, where she came up with this uh, this bullshit thing that she said about me? Oh, I don't even remember. I responded to some stupid post. I, I really don't even remember. Nor I don't want to read the whole. Con- I mean, people can go find it if they want to. But it was a whole argument about she's posting some anti-science nonsense. And I got sick of uh, not commenting whenever I see it pop up on my feed. Mm-hmm. And it's always a great opportunity when it pops up on my feed, by the way, to unfollow a bunch of morons. who <laughs> I follow who were like liking that post. I was like, oh, OK, good. Thank, thank right. you for the. The useful list. So I don't have to see the stupid shit on my feed anymore. So when you sent me the screenshot of what she said about me, I was baffled because you know, I don't think you I, realized it was even about you at first because it wasn't you, like you, you know what I mean. It wasn't about you, but you didn't realize she was referring to you in that screenshot. Well, she's referring. Well, she. So what she said to you was, "Gotta say, it really showed when your partner went off on unhoused people who were gonna give him <laughs> COVID." because they were crowding around the CVS he wanted to enter. Shame on them. Super lefty position there. And you sent that to me, and you know she's clearly referring to me. Right, because it was talking and about me. I and I had no idea what she was talking about, because right. I've never had that experience. I've never tried to go into a CVS and couldn't, because there was a bunch of homeless people outside, let alone how would I even know if they had COVID or not. Uh, like I've never, that, that's never happened to me before. And I've certainly never told a story remotely like that on this podcast. So right. either she completely confused well, me with somebody else or she just fucking made some shit up or she's so goddamn stoned all the time that she can't fucking keep track of shit in her own brain. Right. right. And what, and what I deduced, I think that she's referring to is a completely misconstrued story where you you told on the podcast about being in line at cvs and like the person behind you who was not homeless uh just just you know just a random guy um was like super like up your ass like in the line and you had to like tell him to to like you give me you give me some space like i think that was the extent of the no, conversation that that was or in front of you or something different completely different place completely different time there was a guy who was in line behind me at a bodega to buy right. alcohol who was drunk because the bars had all shut down, but you could still go and drink at the bodega, apparently, who was standing directly behind me. And I asked him to take a, take a step back. Right, right. Okay. So that's, again, it's a. He complete... wasn't homeless. Right. It was, a, it was just a drunk guy. Right. It was a complete, you know, fabrication of like three different stories with fake details added right. in. So she was panicking is what was happening. She was panicking, backed into a quarter. So she was like, uh, uh, what's the first thing I can do is uh, make up some shit based on three different stories I vaguely remember from listening I to this podcast slanderous bullshit. and just make up some shit. So she did it on purpose because she was panicking. 
So I hope you're listening to this, you fucking liar. Because right. everything about you is a lie. I don't even believe she got the vaccine in the first place. Her whole story about, well, I got the vaccine. The vaccine gave me a stroke. No, it didn't, for one. And I don't even believe you got the vaccine in the first place. Because she was already posting anti-vax shit before she claims to have gotten it. And then it gave her a stroke. Okay, so a little too convenient there. So, yeah, we see right through your fucking ass. Yeah, and I, I didn't even want to give her the fucking airtime or the time of day but you know now she's fucking slandering us you know on twitter for everyone to see so yeah you know it's just bullshit so i apologize for not vetting our fucking uh our our guest hosts you know more more stringently because she was on so long ago it wasn't even like a thing no no but you know i i I didn't even realize it at the time we sent that screenshot but i'd already blocked her i was content to just like ignore her ass right until she started lying about me and then I right. have a problem and then I'm going to say something. Right. Yeah. So, you know, just <laughs> that's that. I just wanted to, I wanted to clear the air about that in case anyone saw that, you know, slanderous bullshit and, and believed it or whatever, um, that that's obviously not the case and that she's a fucking idiot and or lying and or both. Uh, but whatever, not going to give her any more uh, uh, of the air, of airtime or of my energy or of our energy. Uh, but, you know, just again, you know, if 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 you're a fucking leftist and you support this convoy of fucking, by the way, again, I there's multiple fucking uh, photos, uh, you know, dozens and dozens of photos from these rallies of people with fucking uh, Nazi swastika flags with, you know, Nazi uh, uh, vests on, you know, that are they're obviously fucking neo-Nazi group. Like th- there's plenty of fucking not neo-Nazi um ephemera at, at all of these things and it's very clear what uh political uh, ideation is supporting this sort of uh protest and if you go to one of those things and you're standing shoulder to shoulder with those people again what does that make you <laughs> if you if, if if we're at a protest an anti-cop protest or whatever you know like and some guy comes with a fucking swastika flag uh he's getting his ass beat because if you don't beat someone's ass who stands next to you in a protest with a swastika, then you're saying that I'm fine standing shoulder to shoulder with right. this guy holding a swastika. I was watching what a movie last you? night um, on Netflix. It's called Munich, The Edge of War. And it's about the um, sort of run up to the beginning of World War II when people were still trying to, like, you know, uh, avoid war. Right. And we're, we're, you know, diplomats were trying to, like, you know, sound the alarm, but also not have millions of people die and everything. But there's a there's a flashback scene. There's two friends who uh, went to college together in Berlin, um, you know, way before the war started. And they both end up like one's a diplomat for fucking Hitler and one's a diplomat for uh, uh, Chamberlain. And they like, uh, you know, meet clandestinely. Of course, this is all made up. None of this is real. It's, it's a totally fictionalized story. But there's a scene where they're, you know, and they're, they're in college and one of them's all like, look, it's not about the racism. It's just, you know, Germans standing up for Germany. That's all this is about. That's that's why, you know, that's that's the only reason I support Hitler. And it's it's like <laughs> that's the same. It's look, I'm not you know, I'm not necessarily for all the white supremacist stuff, but we're all standing up against the mandates together. You're like that's that's the brain trying to process the rationality of why you're out there standing arm in arm with people who, you know, are just far right nationalists. That's all this yeah. is literal nazis yeah that's 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 you know totally the group you want to associate with anyway um 
Well, speaking of uh, Nazis and neo-Nazis, we should talk about what's happening in the Ukraine or what's not happening, I guess, more importantly, in the Ukraine. Because oh, Putin invaded. We're at war now, right? Right. No, of course. We're, we're, that, the, the, we're, we're at we're, World War Three has begun. Of course, Russia is flooding across the border as we speak. Um, oh, wait, what's that? I'm getting word that none of that actually happened and that the State Department once again totally made it up. Um, it's again, I, I just don't know how people in this country are so fucking gullible and stupid that they still believe this. And I know a lot of people don't, but I still, I talk to people, you know, even at work and shit who are like, oh man, you know, we got to really watch what's going on with Russia. And I'm like, are you fucking really this stupid? You've been on this earth 60 plus years and you still don't fucking understand when you're being completely fed a fucking fake narrative made up out of whole cloth. Well, like clearly they could find the Ukraine on a map without labels right so they're very invested in you know what's going on in that region of the world uh that they're that worked up and 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 you know on the edge of their seat about what might happen if you know russia invades the ukraine right right oh, of course and but you know of course you know the u.s said oh yeah no russia is poised to invade at 10 a.m wednesday morning you know that uh, i don't know what time that is in russia i think that was significantly earlier than I, what are they five six hours ahead of us so that was you know three four five a.m uh, uh, eastern time um and of course that didn't happen it was never going to happen the ukraine said it wasn't going to happen russia said it wasn't going to happen but u.s and nato were insisting that that was putin's plan that was his diabolical scheme he was gonna invade russia invade ukraine take it back and you know annex the entire country um when he had no intentions on doing any such thing, but it was, you know, and again, you know, like we, we you talked, I actually have the audio from that Lincoln project video. It's a, I'm going to, I'm going to play it. It's a, it, it's just so funny. Cause this is exactly, I, I have to assume this was the intent from the start is to create a false narrative to then paint this picture. Um, but here I'll, I'll play the audio and then we'll talk sure. about why I think that's the case. For 70 years, Americans stood the watch for freedom in the twilight struggle against the evils of the Soviet Union. From Truman to Ike and from Kennedy to Reagan, American presidents faced down Soviet oppression, stood strong for the values of liberty and freedom. Today, Putin's corrupt regime is poised to invade Ukraine. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan saying a Russian invasion could happen any moment now. The Ukrainians will fight and fight hard to defend their nation from Russian aggression. They're not asking America to fight for them, just to stand behind their battle for freedom. By refusing to give in to Putin's threats and demands, President Biden is showing the same strength John F. Kennedy and Ronald Reagan once did. If he moves on Ukraine, the, the economic consequences are gonna be devastating. America, once again, stands for freedom. Was that a it's, fucking movie trailer? What was that fucking music? It's the same shit you hear under those 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 like fucking army recruitment commercials that you don't realize are army recruitment commercials until like you, you the, got the arpeggio and it stops like it's like make this really soaring and inspirational but also fascist like that's it's like this weird combination of the two oh god yeah and it's it's just like whatever whatever the fucking like action movie transformers fucking you know gravity whatever the fuck movie was popular 10 years ago they just lifted that movie trailer (laughs) music for it 
Right, right. That's, I mean, it sounds like something that would be like a like parodied in a Michael Moore film, honestly. Um, <laughs> but so, but so, it's so funny because again, you know, we talked about Biden's just absolutely fucking cratering approval ratings on the show. You know, uh, he was down to thirty three percent at one point in that Reuters, I, I believe it was Reuters poll, maybe it was Quinnipiac, but whatever it was, you know, it was a reputable poll that had met thirty three percent approval rating. Um, there was a poll the other day that just came out that asked. Uh, would you rather see Joe Biden run in 2024 or someone else? A poll of Democrats, and among Democrats, someone else beat Joe Biden, I think, 51 to 45%. So Democrats are saying, a majority of Democrats are saying we'd rather anyone else run than Joe Biden in 2024. Um, and it's in that strange poll, how they the didn't way. have that opinion just a year and a half ago when it would have mattered. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's funny how just... What, what, what Barack Obama's fucking light touch will do to a motherfucker. Um, but no, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is the whole thing. Like, you know, I think, you know, the, the intention from the start was like, look, you know, the approval ratings are sagging. What's the one thing in his boomer fucking, you know, uh, just, uh, shrinking brain that he thought would boost his approval rating is, is start either starting a war or threatening to start a war because that's, you know, historically, what the idiots in this country fucking respond to is is this idea that, oh, well, you know, it's wartime. We got to be patriotic. We got to just I was thinking about this last night. Like the, the, the fact that the word brinksmanship exists tells you just right. how fucking insane these people are that like the, the idea of like bringing two superpowers to the brink of war. And then, you know, taking a step back at the last second is like a, a chess match that you should be uh, applauded for playing. Right, to like, the brink, but to the brink of the end of the human race. Like, let's be real. Like, if we, we, there's a reason we haven't been at war with another major superpower since we, since the end of World War II, when we fucking developed and dropped two nuclear fucking weapon, two, uh, you know, nuclear bombs. Um, because if we get into a war with another country that has nukes, there's a very good chance that we just wipe out all of fucking life on Earth, all yeah. human life on Earth. Oh, at least, you know the you know? story about, um, you know, it was back in the 80s when there was a, a Russian commander, the Russian nuclear commander received the order to uh, oh, fire yeah, yeah. nukes because of like a fucking computer error. And <laughs> he was like, no, this has got like, I don't even know if this is real or not, but I'm, I'm just I'm not going to. And he right. like literally saved the world from being destroyed. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, maybe we shouldn't have that be a thing that someone can do in the first place. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe, having maybe like call. not leave it to the to the fucking whims of of computers working a hundred percent right a hundred percent of the time. That I, <laughs> you know, it's it's like, do I personally have to go join the military just so I can be the guy that you know is is from the in the beginning of the movie Spies Like Us that like refuses to turn his key. You know, turn your keys, sir, and like, no, I refuse. I will not launch nukes. What, <laughs> what uh, what happened to that guy? Was he commended or was he scolded for not? Uh, I got. Getting... I'd have. I haven't read about it in so long. I just know that it happened. I, everyone, but... Yeah, I, I knew that story too. Everyone was... knows that story. I'm very curious about the aftermath because yeah, uh, yeah, I wonder why they yeah. teach that story to to kids in American schools. Oh, no, like, weird. Yeah, weird. Hey, it turns out your enemy is more moral than you are, and decided to you know 
go against everything he was taught and trained because it was completely immoral and unethical to save your that, fucking life. <laughs> right. It's weird that in the, the fucking capitalism training program known as public schools, they don't teach you that, uh, you know, you shouldn't just be blindly obedient to your fucking overlords and do whatever they tell you to do, whether you think it's morally right or not. Um, yeah, no, that's that's for sure. Uh, not something they'll teach. In school. I'll look it up. Somebody can, you know, if anyone's listening to this and if you got a fucking link on it, leave it in the comments on our SoundCloud oh, page or what whatever after, yeah. Um, but but I mean, it's very clear that that's the whole reason this entire uh, fake fucking story was made up out of whole cloth. I mean, Russia always has troops near their border because, you know, NATO uh, is trying to uh, or you can you the Ukraine's trying to join NATO and the U.S. of course, of course, is trying to, you know, expel as much Russian influence as they can. And by the way, we should mention, you know, in 2014, the U.S. supported the coup that uh ousted the 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 communist you know uh, uh leadership in in ukraine uh who were at least you know they were they were they, i wouldn't say they were like super friendly with russia but they were not at all hostile to russia they had like a you know more or less a detente with russia and now of course the 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 uh group in control of of ukraine is a uh far right you know has elements of neo-Nazis within, you know, the leadership of the party um, and is, of course, you know, pro-NATO and pro-Western powers and wants to join. It's it, it just, you know, it, it couldn't be more transparent what's going on and why they were, you know, why we're so hostile to, the, to, to, to Russia and why we were so interested in the Ukraine all of a sudden. Um, and I, I really just think they that, you know, they needed something to boost biden's uh approval rating you know heading into the midterms and they're like well fuck let's like uh let's make him look strong we can claim that he he stood you know he stood down vladimir putin he stood in the face of soviet aggression and he backed them down like that's what they're going to claim in the media now and it's like the again, soviet you- aggression that uh hasn't existed in Right. Like the non-existent third soviet of a century aggression. third of a century we've not had any soviet aggression coming out but, of out of russia but whatever but and and like right again and you know i'm not saying like nobody's saying that they you know like or support vladimir putin he's of course a right-wing fucking oligarch but i'm sure he's just sitting home laughing about this because he's like this is fucking hilarious they're just like making up this whole story and you know the whole time russia's been like we're not doing anything and the ukraine's like yeah no they're not going to do anything the u.s is like no they're definitely they're poised imminently they're going to invade and then they don't invade. And it's like, well, that's because we we held them off. We called their bluff. And it's like, okay, whatever. Whatever, guys. Like, what, yeah. what do you what do you even say to that? I mean, you know. Well, I love that we can just, you know, our US media will post videos of like Russian tanks doing drills, you know, and then like pretend as though that's them preparing for war, as though we're not constantly doing fucking navy exercises right off the coast of fucking China. Like right. they never they never show that shit like that's clear like you know it's like all that shit all those video rolls are pretty much just made as propaganda to scare the enemy right to be like right. hey look we got tanks hey look we got fucking fighter planes that sometimes don't crash on the ocean uh, they're you know, literally just doing drills like they're literally they're doing the shit that 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 you know they ha- that every military does to to you know keep oh, did you see that awesome fucking Hezbollah uh, video where they're all in the fucking uh, snowmobiles oh, yeah. driving around fucking shooting it's at targets like the and last shit scene of like uh, inception is like the last level yeah of inception. <laughs> it's like fucking archer james bond like hezbollah has all these like super fucking swagged out uh outfits like snow 
tactical gear and everything, and then they're no riding around, <laughs> like throwing fucking things in the air and shooting them with these fucking sniper rifles and shit. I was like, damn, Hezbollah got a fucking glow up. And then somebody was like, it snows in Palestine. It's like, this is fucking Lebanon, dumbass. Like, <laughs> and yes, oh, it snows in Palestine. It fucking gets cold out, you idiot. They fucking yeah, because they can't even keep you know Hezbollah and Hamas apart because they're 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 fucking racist. They think that all all brown Muslims are are the same of the same quote what they think is a terrorist organization. Like they think that they're all in the same fucking you know yeah that it's just the the ISIS of that area. Like fucking idiots. Although I did, um, did you notice that like all the targets they were shooting like had the fucking star David on them. <laughs> like it wasn't and it wasn't just like the israeli flag version it was just the star of david so i was like ooh, uh, (laughs) not 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 such good optics there guys if if you had maybe x nay on that yeah yeah. um not not supporting the the anti-semitism there no no Mm. um so the uh while we're on the subject of of you know what biden's doing in that region uh we should talk about what's happening with afghanistan too because yeah you know the u.s had frozen uh aka stolen uh seven billion dollars of afghanistan's assets uh back in august of last year when the taliban took back control of afghanistan when we left um and you know every country has assets in foreign banks i mean that's just what you do if you're trading uh you know on a world stage uh if you're participating in any kind of a uh, you know outside of your own borders economy so they had seven billion in assets in 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 federal reserves in in a new york bank and the u.s just you know seized that even though they they literally were ceding control back to the taliban they were just like yeah we're just gonna steal this now i'm pretty sure if i walked into a bank and stole seven billion dollars i'd get shot yeah no i i think you certainly would not uh, be be allowed and or encouraged to do that um but yeah no he so so biden uh the biden administration just stole that money uh that belonged to the country of afghanistan who are you know in facing starvation and you know again this is you know just as devastating as any kind of an economic sanction you could levy at them stealing seven billion dollars of their country uh, of their uh money for a country that's you know not nearly as as endowed as we are financially um so rather than giving it back, they're going to um, the Biden administration is going to split it up among, you know, three point five billion is allegedly going to charities and organizations that are assisting in the Afghanistan rebuild. So they're not just going to give them their money back. They're going to funnel it through their fucking cronies through a bunch of fucking, you know, umbrella organizations like like they like the clintons did in fucking haiti so that they can right. fucking profit off of it what are they doing with, what are they, we doing with the other half of their money oh you know funny you ask about that uh it's actually going to a 9-11 families uh victims defense fund so it's going to uh victims of 9-11 even though afghanistan had nothing to do with september 11th so we're giving credence to the fucking bullshit lie that got us into Afghanistan, which was the bullshit lie that got us into Iraq. So Joe Biden, well, wait. chief fucking cheerleader of the A- Iraq Afghanistan, and Afghanistan war. Afghanistan didn't do 9-11. Who did? Oh, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, Saudi Arabia, what was it, nine of the, uh, or uh, I forget, 15 of the 17 or whatever hijackers uh, came from Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia huh. clearly had, you know, funded well, and were involved in the operation if we stole seven billion dollars from afghanistan who didn't do 9-11 i can't imagine how badly we've punished 
the nation of Saudi Arabia who did do 9-11. Um, yeah, no, of course. And in fact, I, I, I actually, I know I'm, I'm getting word just now, uh, headline November 4th, 2021, Biden administration approved $650 million weapons sale to Saudi Arabia. That doesn't sound like taking money away. It sounds like we're giving them money. Weird. There must be a typo. They must. They they must not mean that. They must mean the opposite. They must mean seized weapon five hundred and sixty million billion of weapons or whatever it was. Um, no. No. Yeah. No. It turns out we just we just sold them. Uh, let's see, six point sixty five percent of a billion dollars in weapons. To- <laughs> oh yeah. No that. Oh god. Don't do nine eleven though, guys. This is the last time we're giving you this much money in right. weapons. Right. So. This and year. again, you know, I'm not like if I was a family of 9-11, you know, of, of a victim of 9-11, I'd be like, what What the fuck? You're like stealing this country's money that didn't have anything to do with 9-11, you know, that that you claim was was fucking sheltering Osama bin Laden, even though we found him in Pakistan. And intel indicates that he was in Pakistan for most of, if not all of the fucking time we were looking for him. Um it, like, yeah, why aren't we why aren't we punishing pakistan for harboring that guy why right. did because like, for... <laughs> like, they're our allies because they don't like you know it, it, it's a, it's just such bullshit everything we do in the middle east is total fucking bullshit and by the way so here's just another fun wrinkle um and this is from the intercept this week uh biden's afghanistan council left the white house in january so the guy who was actually counseling biden on Af- out of afghanistan and what we should do there uh now he's returned to being a lead attorney for 9-11 families and poised to reap a financial windfall from the billions seized in Afghan assets. So the guy who was advising Joe Biden on what to do in Afghanistan, probably up to and including, hey, seize all this money, is now leaving the Biden administration to go represent the families of people who are about to receive $3.5 billion in, in, what, what, in what money from Afghanistan. Machinations do the families of 9-11 victims still have at this point? I, I so apparently this and by the way this is apparently an opt-in lawsuit so I, I assume that you know whatever the settlement is reached you know it, the, the, the whoever's leading the lawsuit will probably seek to reap whatever's left over lawsuit against who who is who are the nine eleven victims families suing at this point I guess uh, oh okay so it's a lawsuit against the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know the guys that had nothing to do with anything by the way the taliban who didn't accrue that seven billion dollars like this was money that the country of afghanistan had accrued over the time period that the u.s was occupying it um so it's not even like it's the taliban's money it's the fucking people that were trying to build up the fake fucking government that you built in the wake of destroying their government well we can't, clearly can't let that money fall in the taliban's hands if it wasn't theirs in the first place no, it's, it's all it's, it's all so fucking stupid. It's all a grift. It's all a fucking con game. Fucking, I was reading about um, India's finance minister. India that has previously tried to, uh, you know, uh, not let cryptocurrencies destroy their economy. Oh wow! Uh, the financial minister said, like, uh, yeah, this is gonna just this is gonna ruin everything. It's it's like, you know, the dystopian future where like money doesn't exist anymore, but it's everything's called credits. That, that's like a trope of like right everything uh, you know sci-fi movies is is you know you know any multi-planetary sci-fi right is, it's just we just call it that. credits we don't really explain how the currency system works on a galactic level but this is you know just call it credits whatever um and then, yeah they basically said like this is going to like nothing will have any real value because anyone can assign any value to anything it's just a giant ponzi scheme 
right? And, and, and you know, you think the economy is bad now where everything just fucking, you know, the boom and bust cycle of everything crashing every 10 years, like wait, you know, and this is, this is how it kind of used to be in, you know, like prehistoric times where every city had their own currency and every city had their own gods, you know, and it's like, this is why everybody was at war constantly. Cause it's like, we don't accept your fucking currency. We don't accept your God. And we're going to go to war with you now. And, you know, it's, it's even funnier. Cause like somebody, somebody tweeted out something about like, just like the slight difference in like, uh, languages, you know, it was like, you know, the, what, what do the English call an apple? Apple. What do the French call an apple? I don't know, but we're going to go to war for 800 years over it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, so it's goofy. yeah, it's so stupid. Um, and uh, the, we had we had one more clip that we wanted to play. Actually, a couple more, but one uh, that we didn't get to when we were talking about the the Ottawa. Oh trucker yeah, let, convoy. let's play. Let's play that quick. Just I wanted we, to I get that out this of the when way. we were talking about the the convoy because it's fucking hilarious. So this is from Fox you. News. Fox News, which is diligently covering the uh, occupation, the uprising, the convoy happening in Ottawa and soon to right. become in Washington, D.C. favorably covering this, this, this convoy that a bunch of Twitter leftists think that is, is, is a leftist workers <laughs> strike. It is being favorably covered by Fox News. So that's, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so this th- this is their analysis of uh, the situation and of Justin Just, Trudeau. Yeah. Putting, putting this, this Ottawa trucker convoy into historical context. Right. And, and, and they don't mention this in the clip, but what they're complaining about in the clip is that uh, Trudeau invoked some kind of an emergency act to basically freeze the funds of uh, people who are blocking the border of Canada and the United States with their fucking gigantic 18 wheelers for, you know, multiple weeks now. Um, he, he like, he, he basically tried to freeze their front funds so that they have to leave, you know, like, you know, like that, which is a thing that they've done, you know, plenty of times and people are like, well, if you support them doing this to them, they'll do it to the, they already fucking do this to, to what they consider the left. So, you know, it, again, it, it's just nice to get a mild reprieve from the fucking idiots who are causing this massive, you know, log jam but uh here here's the analysis uh by fox news of, of what's going on and what's happening here on the ground back to you okay thank you alexis i want to get right to our fox news contributor and george washington law professor jonathan turley on this rapid expansion of canadian government <laughs> powers dying to know what you thought of it jonathan hello well, I thought it was, hello, and I thought it was quite excessive. This is an act of civil disobedience. Uh, that is a standard tech tactic of uh, groups going back to the civil rights movement even earlier to block uh, bridges and streets uh, to do what was referred to as, quote, good trouble. And so the, the troubling aspect of what is coming out of the prime minister's office is that by this rationale, they could have cracked down on the civil rights movement. They could have arrested Martin Luther King. I mean, I think that the office needs to dial down, not just in its rhetoric, but it, the means that it is using. By freezing this money, what the government is doing is preventing other people from supporting a protest. These are Canadian citizens who've gone to their capital to engage in an act of civil disobedience. The government can clear the roads. They can arrest people who are blocking the roads. But they have gone to an extent here that treats these protesters as if they were terrorists. He's doing this. Uh, uh, apparently in a bid to end the protest, but it only seems to be building their case, Jonathan. 
so now just a couple things real quick they are fucking terrorists they've they've you know been anyone who counter protests these things there have been multiple times where people have been swarmed and like had the shit beaten out of them for for counter protesting even for like there have been like a lot of documented situations of people who are participating in this like chasing and harassing people trying to rip their masks off their face like mm-hmm. people who weren't even counter protesting just a bunch of fucking thugs and bullies and uh douchebags um but yeah you know you know just I, I, something he said was really insightful imagine if martin luther king was arrested for protesting for civil rights imagine Maybe. imagine if that happened in america imagine what that would be like Imagine if it happened 29 times. <laughs> I was going to say, imagine if that happened 30 times. Like, just imagine. I, what a fucking idiot. And, but this is the level of historical knowledge or understanding that these people bring to these things and they're brought on as experts. But again, they, they're, they're, they support the villains of history so that they can't actually acknowledge the truth of any situation. If Martin Luther King Jr. had been arrested, I'm sure he, you know, multiple times even would have written about it at least one, one or two times. He might have written <laughs> right, something maybe like a, a letter from his jail, jail. cell. <laughs> oh my or God, or so if he'd stupid. been arrested, Joe Biden would have had a story about how he was there with him when it happened. Right. No, he got arrested trying, you know, flying in uh, to, to visit Martin Luther King in a Birmingham jail cell. You no, know, um, Nelson Mandela was there and Joe Biden, Martin Luther King, and they were walking over the bridge. And, you know, they couldn't go any further because all these fucking trucks were blocking their way because they were, you know, there at a weird <laughs> moment in the fucking split in the time continuum of world events. Uh, and Jesus yeah. was there. And anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah it's just the the notion that like uh, oh that well that could have cracked down on the civil rights movement like oh that's would wouldn't that have Again, been weird this is this is the point is they already do this to the left they've done this to the left for fucking years so it's nice to actually see it done to the fucking far-right lunatics for once and nothing that we do or say is going to stop them from doing it to the left so you know at least it, it's fucking nice to see it enforced against the worst people in the world like i again it's sure. not, not, you know it, i'm not I saying just, i you know it, it's like if if think if again it's it's like the idea of a prolonged occupation that actually disrupts things to the point where politicians start going oh we better get rid of those mask mandates because it's like what if what if people did this for shit that was good what if we fucking shut down roads and demanded medicare for all Yes, you what know, if we stormed the Capitol and demanded right. an end to this fucking, you know, capitalist gangbang of our economic system? Like, that's Cause, not... Because clearly, if one bridge, the Ambassador Bridge between, uh, you know, Detroit and Windsor, carries right. 25% of of the goods traded between our two nations that comprise North America, just that one bridge is such a choke point that you can shut down the economies of two countries, then <laughs> why the fuck are we not out there blocking that bridge to you know demand a moratorium stupid shit on yeah, fucking liquid natural gas drilling on on the fucking you know ending kids in cages on on ending you know uh increasing the pentagon's budget year after year like right. it's not it's not their tactics that are wrong here i mean i don't agree with them going out and harassing people just randomly on the street for wearing masks no it's a cause that's wrong and that's right. that's important like you don't like i don't like yes i support a tactic of of workers strikes but number one we've already talked about how this is not a collection of workers this is a collection of fucking uh owners and operators and you know fucking corporations but um 
but but the cause is fucking important like i'm not going to support a cause that i don't support just because i like the tactics like plenty right. of bad people use well i think the that's right. what the allure is though for for people that are vaguely on the left is just oh this is you know anti-government protest i don't care what reason i'm going to support right. it because i'm a fucking then, simpleton yeah right right it's it's the shirtless pundit syndrome where it's like right. well the fucking dnc fucked over bernie and i smoke a lot of pot so now i support trump right it's, just, it's right. like no what the fuck are you doing it's 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 always these fucking potheads too i swear like marijuana does something Listen, to certain not, people. this is not an anti-marijuana podcast no I, it's it, not but marijuana does day, certain thing to certain people when it comes to conspiracy theories oh it no just, it, like it makes right. them very impressionable and they're not that smart of people so they don't really like it's like oh that's really interesting i should it, probably you know, it, you know it unlocks like, Right. I should, I should probably look at this and analyze it when I'm not fucking high as a kite and super impressionable. And then I wouldn't come to just like completely convoluted, contradictory conclusions about something I don't even understand. And now I'm out there marching with Nazis. <laughs> I, I think marijuana like is a lot like alcohol and that it's not inherently good or bad. It's just, you know, it, it, if you're a certain type of person predisposed to a certain thing it will unlock certain things in people that you, maybe you, good maybe bad you know guys that were fucking you know sitting there passing blonde around some point and it's like oh man this is this i heard this crazy shit the other day oh yeah oh dude it's so crazy oh man that's crazy that's oh did you hear that did you hear about oh, that oh would you, you think know what about doing <laughs> the thing with the planes flying around dude it's so crazy wait till you hear this shit it's oh it's, yeah it's no. joe rogan syndrome <laughs> that, that's yeah exactly i mean no I've, I've for sure like back in the day had heard not really been a part of but like been party to or in the room for some of the stupidest conversations i've ever heard oh. in my entire life well it was great and some because, interesting artistic um, ones but like that's a whole different you know i was always like the 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 buzzkill to those kind of people because you know it, it like I, I lived in a couple different houses where we you know have like a shitload of roommates and half you know, if, if not all would be stoners. Right. Right. And I smoked weed, but never like a lot, <clears throat> at least not past like the age of 23 or so. But I, you know, we'd be all sitting around like, dude, did you know that like the Pacific ocean isn't actually salt water? And I'd just be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? No, it's true. It's like the, the way the ocean currents work, it like keeps salt water out of the Pacific ocean and only in the other. It's like, you have smoked yourself fucking retarded. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was the word we used to say back then. Not not nowadays, but that was, you know, probably the literal quote back then. Right. Well, he probably read <laughs> something about like how the ocean currents are actually fresh water that's being transported, you know, Who knows? On, the, on, these, on these currents that he didn't that read it. He just fucking heard some other stoners and, say it right, and he right. took it and like made it like he over it's like stoner it. telephone. Like the exactly. Telephone. Exactly. Like, and I was like, hey, I'm going to look it up on the Internet right now. <laughs> and, and here here's what it says. You fucking idiot. Oh, and then they'd be like, well, f fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Like, just look, if you hear something that sounds like it's so fantastic that there's no possible way it's true, look it up. Take five minutes to look it up. Read about it. Learn about it. Wikipedia is free. No, it's we better. It's, it <laughs> oh, yeah, Wikipedia, guys. man, they can just change whatever's on what it says there. Like, oh, you mean the way that I can just tell you a thing and you take it as, as fact? <laughs> The way no, that I, think, I, can... I think it's better to imply that the vaccines are giving people AIDS rather than like doing two seconds of research. Like I, I didn't even have to do research to debunk that. I fucking read it and understood fundamentally the idiocy and the fallacy of that unsighted paragraph and immediately deduced why that was stupid. But no, it's easier to just regurgitate that and imply that 
the the big plan of the vaccines is to now give everyone AIDS so that we all have to buy the new anti-AIDS drug that's being sold by pharmaceutical <laughs> companies. That's easier than actually, you know, having a fucking functioning brain. Oh, God. All right. Well, what was this last clip we wanted to get to before we get out of here? I right. have no idea so what we're I've setting got, up. I've got two here. Um, well, not two clips, but i got two last little stories I want to get to. Just oh, yeah. As I'm doing research and reading through the news, Yahoo, whatever fucking website I'm going to happen to be on, um, sometimes you just read a, a story and it's like, this isn't news. This is just an ad for something. And it's being framed in like whatever the the venue of the mind of the people that want to go to this thing is going to be right and it's it's really just like a, a way to get people to go to it so <laughs> this is the headline new rules outlaw coolers at the indy 500 coors light snake pit this year <laughs> the what what the what the well okay so get in here they're saying we can't bring a cooler to the snake pit no more I read this. I'm like, what the fuck is the Indy 500 Coors Light Snake Pit? What is that? What Flash the fuck? New backing band. What I the imagine. fuck? Fucking Kid Rock in a trailer park. Fucking white trash shit is this? Um. So <laughs> the cover photo is of a bunch of people at a concert. So apparently this is a concert of some kind that takes mm-hmm. place at the Indianapolis 500. I know what that is. I know that's a place where they fucking race cars. For white people, uh, Coors Light, the most famously anti-union beer company in America, we know about them. But the cover photo is a bunch of fucking like you know people in their young twenties, all white, at a concert. Uh, there's a guy with a hat that says USA on it, and a girl wearing a tank top that reads CIA on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just you know, rebelling against authority, going and rocking at a concert for the CIA. Yeehaw! <laughs> So just real quick, the texture, the Indy 500 snake pit will return in 2022 after a two year hiatus with a few new rules, including limits on outside drinks. Like they do they ever allow outside drinks? Does any concert allow outside drinks? Um, <laughs> like I actually saw this. I, remember, remember when Lollapalooza happened last summer and everyone's like, oh, it's yeah. going to be a super spreader event. And it wasn't because it was outdoors. And it's just like they, they had about a 95 percent vaccination confirmation rate. Because yeah. uh, they show proof of it, but you, but it's 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 like seventeen dollars for a fucking bottle of water there, right? right? Or like fifty bucks for a fucking thing. So there was a video of a guy uh, at Lollapalooza here in Chicago in Grant Park, and he's kind of there's like people kind of stand around this clearing under a tree, and this guy's like digging into the ground, like with his foot, he's like kicking the ground really hard, like you know, kind of making a dent in the ground. And then he starts digging with his hands, and you're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And then he fucking out of the ground pulls out a fucking half gallon of whiskey <laughs> that he had buried there oh, like yeah. two weeks prior. Fucking amazing. <laughs> fucking genius. I was like, what, that what, guy. What, what, what a fucking flex that was. Like, <laughs> right? Sneaking booze into the fucking outdoor concert because you buried it by a tree weeks earlier. It has got to be <laughs> the best fucking flex I've ever seen of like a way to smuggle shit into a concert. Um, so just, just reminded me of that, but, uh, anyway, according to the Indiana, uh, Indianapolis motor speedways website, coolers, the things you put ice and beer in will not be allowed inside the snake pit for the May 29th event. Ticket holders may bring in one handheld water container up to one liter in size. As long as the container is empty or sealed, <laughs> it's like, doesn't really do a lot if it's empty. 
Uh, Camelbacks and similar water containers are also not allowed. As in previous years, attendees must be 18 years of age or older and have tickets to both the 500 and the Snake Pit. General admission tickets are currently $40 for the race and $45 for the Snake Pit. Though the website notes prices will soon increase. VIP Snake Pit access is $150. On Thursday, the Snake Pit's Facebook page posted that the event's artist lineup announcement had been postponed. It typically leans heavily into electronic dance music. Like, really? I didn't know rednecks were into fucking... Uh, yeah, that, that was the way. I was looking up the lineup because I assumed when you said this, I was like, oh, of course, it's a from some fucking Toby Keith, you know, uh, heart, the worst yeah. festival you've ever imagined. But apparently it's like the other worst festival you've ever imagined, like Skrillex and fucking people like that. Right. Well, he's a right winger now. Now he's hanging out with Jordan Peterson. Right. So dubstep right, so is... Makes a- sense. Yeah, dubstep is officially fucking the, the new thing you listen to when you're get, yeah. having your hoedown on the farm. He headlined in 2019, apparently, which was the last time they, they had this thing. <laughs> right. It's, just, you know, I mean, you put anything in front of fucking people and get them drunk up white and off people, and they'll, drunk they'll white 20-somethings, right? Exactly, exactly. They, they don't really have any ideology other than just, you know, trying to get fucked up. But that, you see how shitty that would be that, like, you live in Indiana, everything already fucking sucks already. Right, and it's, it's like, yeah, hey, there's a concert, and fucking Skrillex is going to be there, and I, and I got to buy a ticket for that, and to the fucking race car shit that I don't even care about, really? <laughs> right. Like that's why would you force people to, to to buy a ticket for both things if they only want to go to one? Well, I, I assume they're trying. This is their way of expanding their demographics because they they realize that they have a kind of limited <laughs> limited audience for just the NASCAR shit. So I, I imagine this is their attempt at like like when the Super Bowl like would bring in like like pop acts versus like you know classic rock acts or fucking country like oh you know my just God. trying to. All the meltdowns over the Super Bowl show this. Oh Sunday. yeah, we, should, we forgot about that. Yeah, we should. Oh, I was. I mean, I, the thing I thought was pretty cool was like the stage. The way the stage was like, uh, like a like a little city block. You know, I'm, and I'm like, always impressed because they literally wheel this thing onto the field and build it in like five to ten minutes. Like it's just, fucking insane. Yeah, but just the design of it is to have you know a bunch of performers, not just one. Um, but then to like have everything because they always do a medley, whoever it is, they do like a medley of songs, right, 30 seconds the, of like a song and sure. then another hit. And and then, no problem with that. Right. But, but the fact that it was like mostly, it, well, all except for one of the musical artists was black. Uh, I was like, you know, for one, nobody got a bigger cheer from the audience in that stadium than the white rapper. It was like double the volume of every other right. black artist on stage. Eminem got the biggest cheers from the I people mean, in that fair, audience. He's probably the most commercially successful of all of them just from record sales. But yeah, I mean, look, right. Cause he's white. Cause right. he's white. Right. Right. <laughs> of course. Well, you know, that you know. Yeah, it goes hand in hand, but I, I actually really enjoyed the whole thing. Cause I, th- this was like my middle school fucking playlist. You sure. Know? When still Dre came out that the 2001 Dr. Dre album, which again, that that fucking that beat, that opening, like the the piano to Still Dre, is still one of the fucking most hard things in any genre of music. That, that oh yeah, they use Nothing. that in fucking uh, Training Day when when Denzel first gets uh, Ethan Hawke in the car and like flips the fucking hydraulics on and they start <laughs> rolling. <laughs> right. Such an iconic scene. Um, yeah, no, I, I I thought it was fucking great, but yeah, it was hilarious to see the the, the, the meltdowns on Twitter. 
they were like, "This is there's only one white person. This is the opposite of diversity. <laughs> this is the least diverse halftime show I've ever seen." <laughs> like the fucking Jules was actually posting and and like making fun of a lot of these these. Oh yeah, you know, the guy, the ball guys with the sunglasses on their profile pictures, tweeting about the lack of diversity <laughs> at the fucking at the Super Bowl halftime show, which is hilarious because it was insanely there's, diverse. <laughs> I mean, clearly there should be an equal amount of black rappers and white rappers if we're gonna do diversity correctly. Right? right? Come on, come on, let's get snow out there let's get vanilla ice let's let's see what fucking uh where's marky mark where's marky mark (laughs) oh god what a fucking but yeah i I really like the set piece the the set the set uh the stage setup they had that was like basically just like different rooms of a house that like they would cut to to like show like the different it was supposed to be like a like a just like a city block right so mostly commercial spaces but there was like a sign for like some business that's real famous um in um, i'm guessing los angeles somewhere i would have thought uh, detroit because i was like where eminem popped out of but i could be wrong i don't know yeah yeah we'll go back to the tape and look it up yeah, if you yeah. care to but um, um yeah no, no just cool. just absolutely the you know and there was like this is the first time we've had a super bowl halftime show that's uh completely hip-hop and I was like, "Uh oh, <laughs> it's the year. It's only the year 2020. Are we sure we're ready for that? <laughs> it's pretty, pretty ballsy. 2022, but yes, yeah, it, it's very, it's um, it, it yeah, no, I, I really enjoy. It. I, I just, I'm always impressed by that shit because they, I mean, you don't get to see it on the broadcast, but they literally have the stage built on a bunch of rolling sections, and they just fucking cart it onto the field, and it's." built like plugged in it's got like fucking lighting elements it's all good to go in like the matter of like five minutes because right. they have to get the shit in get the performance in, get it off the field not damage the field before the fucking start of the second half of the game it's insane but i know, know it, I, it doesn't seem fake is it is like did, are they are they really singing anything right now or is this all just a you know I, I, yeah that, <laughs> well you could tell 50 cent was singing because he was fucking gassed to the get like he was so winded from having to hang upside down like a fucking vampire for his like little that his was wound. yeah i was like what the fuck is going on with that like is so, he actually well, the, just told, <laughs> i hope he's in some kind of harness that he's no, he wasn't just, like there was a video of somebody like a camera phone he he legit like fucking pulled up like lifted his feet over the bar hung himself like right before he had to do that so I was really like, damn that's impressive but i'd be fucking shot after that like trying to rap and do that like, <laughs> right um because that's in the video for in the club back like in 2003 he did that and you know 2003 50 cent was probably a lot better at hanging upside down for long periods of time than you know <laughs> 2022 yeah. 50 cent i mean he certainly looked like he's still in good shape but yeah that's that's like half a lifetime ago yeah so. he's like almost 50 years old now i mean fuck right. that's uh but no, but I, I really enjoyed it. I, you know, people were saying like, oh, it's the best one of all time. I was like, all right, first, first of all, slow your roll. Nobody is ever going to be better than 2007 when Prince fucking, I, it, it, nobody will touch Prince's halftime performance in the history of halftime performances. Nobody, nobody. nobody. And part of it, that's just the fact that it fucking like, you know, it never, it, it's never rained so hard during the Super Bowl halftime show. And the fact that Prince was playing Purple Rain in this it's, giant it's so fucking good. downpour it's it's like you couldn't script it you couldn't script something that good <laughs> no no and and prince i mean and in typical prince fashion like didn't want to just do the medley of hits like he played hits but he was also like i'm gonna put on a little show and he just did a bunch of random fucking songs that you would never you know it, it opened with like uh we will rock you by queen was like the the, the opening like mm-hmm. he, he didn't even play it but like they had that 
open it was just really a, a love letter to like stadium rock and it you know opened with that uh at one point he did a little bit of proud mary uh by you know ccr or by ike and tina i guess depending on who you who you ask um he did he did a fucking cover of best of you by the foo fighters which was also funny because he like had like a fake like feud with them for a little bit because they covered darling nikki and he like you know he always would have to make a big thing of like oh i don't like when people cover my music but apparently right. like he, he he actually liked them and he told somebody backstage like that he you know he's like oh they're the only ones who could have done that song justice um but but and that was his subtle nod of like all right you can cover that well here i'm gonna cover best of you and like come up with this solo that's not even in the song and melt everyone's fucking faces off <clears throat> and then and then he fucking you know and then he then he played purple rain and it was fucking unbelievable he had that that cool i don't know if you saw that people were sending around the gif of that just that one scene because he had this giant like white sheet like shot up with like air you know like air keeping it like you know floating or whatever yeah and he had this giant spotlight behind him so he looked like hundred feet tall mm-hmm. like just wailing away on his fucking prince symbol shaped guitar to the solo it was incredible and the stage was his fucking logo it, it was so good. uh it's the artist's symbol not the oh, prince right symbol. i'm sorry of course the, <laughs> the artist formerly known as prince's symbol um <laughs> which go. is cool as hell it's so iconic you know it's such an iconic fucking iconography but um yeah i yeah nothing will ever top that shit like that was just incredible. yeah somebody somebody said like well nothing will top michael jackson's performance i'm like hey, did you see prince did you see the prince because <laughs> nothing also, tops that also the, the the 93 super bowl which michael jackson performed at not really the best uh in retrospect michael jackson at the halftime show oj simpson was the uh there for the inaugural coin toss he he did the inaugural coin toss for the super bowl and this was 93 like right before um oj simpson would become a little more famous for uh something else that he did <laughs> like flips uh, the coin in the air and then slices the coin in half and it falls <laughs> in one side of the th- i mean yeah. just a bit imagine like yeah just just looking back at the 94 super bowl now and being like oh yeah what a great fucking the only thing it was missing was like bill cosby like it, it's just yeah no that, that was that was brutal um <laughs> did you see that speaking of the speaking of the early 90s did you see icp's tweet about bill cosby i i, I didn't actually see it i heard something about how they threatened to kill bill cosby yeah <laughs> the fucking so they do their own tweets and uh, so, um, obviously right uh violent J tweeted out that he wanted to send bill cosby to hell a little bit sooner <laughs> and somebody somebody replied like well they don't call him pacifist jay <laughs> and i'm like you know if you told me in in oh, the man. early 90s you know when i first heard of icp because i lived in michigan so i knew about icp before the rest of the world did by about 10 years if you and, and everyone like knew in michigan they knew that icp was like a comedy act like they're right. white rappers but like they're not they're not serious about any of the shit they're saying they're literally wearing clown makeup like right. it could, like it, there's a hint like it's supposed to be funny on purpose like magnets you know that like that right what do, you, what do you think they genuinely were like they were right. always they, making fun of like you know trailer trash white kids that acted like they were black wiggers right. basically right they were kind right. of like poking fun at that but not in like a mean way but like let's celebrate kind of how ridiculous it is to kind of have like let's put on this act right right and then it became this huge phenomenon where they had this huge fan base and they're like well we can't just tell people we're mocking them we got to kind of go with it and then it became this really endearing thing where they really like care about their fans and all the fago and all that kind of shit and then they kind of like in the last two years became this like very anti-fascist uh voice and if you told me all of that was going to happen 
if you told like the 1992 me that all of that was going to be like you know the, the of all the 90s years, bands that could have been yeah. the, the, that in 2022 the most relevant 90s artist is going to be icp i would have fucking shit myself <laughs> right <laughs> not rage against the machine not fucking you know sound card like right exactly no it, it is like they're still around they're still you know tweeting out good shit about how we should kill rapists <laughs> unbelievable oh man so That's i had great. one last clip here just just one other little crazy news story that was so just like you read it and you're like not only is it dumb but the reporting on it is also dumb and the people quoted in it are even dumber that I had, I, I didn't want to read the words. Like if I had to read the words myself, I would, I would become dumber. So I, I made an audio clip. I typed it into a speech to text uh, or a text to speech uh, robot right. and recorded it. And uh, we have the audio of it and it's kind of, some of it's a little hard to hear. So uh, we'll, we'll just do the best we can. And then we'll talk about it for a minute. Courthouse locked down and streets closed in Alabama over packages left at entrance. Police didn't take any chances when they responded to a call about two suspicious packages sitting on the front steps of a federal courthouse in Alabama. The Tuscaloosa Police Department documented the situation on Facebook. They were first on scene around 8.02 a.m., Monday, February the 14th, after two employees called about unknown packages at the front of the building. Officers blocked off the street and set up a perimeter around the courthouse to prevent cars and people from passing through police said. The department's hazardous device unit soon discovered, though, that the threatening packages were two packages of food from Taco Bell. <laughs> the investigation revealed the boxes contained what we have identified as a delivery order containing a taco and burrito cravings pack from Taco Bell, the police department wrote on Facebook. It had been customized to include an assortment of regular and Doritos Locos Tacos along with four beefy five-layer burritos. By 8.20 a.m. officers had opened the roads and removed the perimeters around the courthouse and threw away the fast food. <laughs> Just imagine you're sitting in traffic for like an hour with a roadblock in front of you. <laughs> you fucking read this. Oh, my God. I mean, it says Taco Bell on the packages. On, on the burrito pack. Right. It was like the, a DoorDash order. That was layer left. beefy burrito. How how often do those cops have to go to fucking Taco Bell that they could just open the bag <laughs> and tell you exactly what each item was? Oh, they rattled that thing off like they were fucking like doing an ad for Taco Bell. It was crazy. They, they yeah, right. the exact details. It's, it's like these news stories. It's just, hey, here's a viral story that has the word Taco Bell in it. Let's, let's you know, like, you know how the, the fucking viral market shit, right? And it's just, it's it's like... Any anytime the word Taco Bell appears anywhere, it will make a story out of it and we'll put it out there and be sure to specifically list off all the names of the <laughs> items that were in the order. Right. All the tasty sounding things to subliminally put in people's minds like, hey, go buy this at the thing. You know, like it's, that's I, I swear to God, it's just it's uh, <laughs> so stupid. Oh, man. That's that's hilarious. Um, like, does one of those cops moonlight for fucking DoorDash or something? Like, what is right. what? Is, how do they? Oh, I have our investigation found the delicious uh, snack packs, flavorful. You know, just like what? I, I just imagine this is like is the, the viral marketing for a prequel to a uh, Demolition Man is probably what's going on right now. Oh this God! Oh God! <laughs> Although, what, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're past the year that movie takes place in. <laughs> right. 
Right, like every hilarious movie made in the eighties and nineties, they didn't go far enough into the future to, to like give them right. some breathing room for seeming ridiculous when their when their future came and went without being nearly as crazy as they made it seem. Well, I mean, and that's, that's I, I've been playing the cyberpunk game, and I've been talking about it forever. But that's what I love about the game is like it doesn't try to make everything so fucking radically different. It does a good job of you know, kind of like with Terminator Two Judgment Day of of you know looking at what things we have now that are the same as they were 70 years ago and imagining in another 70 years, those things will probably still be the same. You those know, look like, a little sleeker, maybe. Like, Yeah, like you'll have some things that are look futuristic, but you're still going to have like, mm. you know, aviator sunglasses. Those will just be around forever. Right. That's a thing we decided as a culture. Uh, you know, leather motorcycle bomber jacket. Like that's just a, a look that's going to be around forever. Sorry, right. <laughs> but it will. Um, especially when you look at like things like like leather jackets and bomber jackets have stood the test of time like through multiple decades of like very different fashion you know tr- like fashion uh fads so yeah those things stick around for quite a while um yeah. but yeah yeah well i mean you look at the shit that they, they they're wearing in uh you know back to the future too and like none of, none of that stuff even looks that bizarre anymore. It was supposed to be all like, "Whoa, the future looks crazy," and it's not like we have anything exactly like that. But we're just for the so double used tie, to... like the, the the tie that like doesn't go down the middle, but like has go. There's two ties, and they go to the left and the right of right. the neck tie. Like that's that's the funniest. I mean, the fact that we still have bolo ties, which is technically like a little tiny double tie. Right, <laughs> it's just true. Speaking of, speaking of bolo ties, I have one last little thing here that I wanted to, to read off uh, because. Beto O'Dork, oh, yeah. also also known as Beto O'Rourke, is running for governor in the state of Texas, uh, the Republic of Texas, against Governor Greg Abbott. And uh, I just, you know, I mean, Beto's lost his last two elections, but uh, he's not giving up, folks. He's not giving up, no matter how. He was just born to be in it, man. He's like, just, he's just <laughs> like a fundraising tool for the for the Democratic Party, but like he's not a very good one because. No. Uh, this just from an article here a couple days ago. Uh, I think this might have been Politico. I'm not sure. Texas Governor Greg, Greg Abbott has further proved to be a prolific fundraiser. In January, in January, his campaign announced a massive $65 million war chest. That's a lot of money for a governor. Like that's that's like U.S. senator levels of money. <clears throat> yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile. O'Rourke's team announced it had raised a solid $7.2 million since kicking off its campaign in November of last year. <laughs> so he's had, let's see, okay, November, December, January, February, halfway through February. He's had four months, four months, and he's come up with $7.2 million, um, which is less money than the trucker convoys raised in like the last two weeks. Right. And probably a significant amount of it was from like corporate, like not from individual donors. Yeah. Polling also gives Abbott a clear advantage at this stage of the race. The last survey or the latest survey released by the Dallas Morning News in late January showed the governor with an 11 point lead over O'Rourke. Notably, both candidates polled at about 40 percent among Hispanic voters, a critical constituency that O'Rourke will have to make inroads with to have a shot at unseating Abbott. So, yeah, the, the guys are fucking the just his his name beto was supposed to be like oh i'm so popular with hispanic people that i have this nickname right and he's only polling at 40 percent with hispanic voters right because they see him as the fucking white irish guy that he is i mean he's right. he has no hispanic you know i mean again if he ran in in uh 
you know, his name is Robert, <clears throat> by the way, Robert Francis O'Rourke, completely Irish, does not have Hispanic heritage. If he ran in Boston, he would have been running as Bobby O'Rourke. Like he he has, you know, he he picks this nickname because he had political aspirations and he knew that Beto sounds a lot better to the largely Hispanic population of Texas than Robert or Bob. You know, like it is, it, how many times he's going to keep doing this? It's like, oh, if we just need to try harder, then we'll get, we'll finally flip. If Texas I only blue. nail that kickflip, if I nail that kickflip on stage, <laughs> it's just, it's just fucking hilarious. It, it's, and this is the, this is the best the party has. This is the best the Democratic Party has. Is <laughs> they're not sending their best folks. Like they're really running <laughs> the same, you know, just token white guy, token black person, like just no substance just losing races they know they're going to lose rather than finding somebody that actually could win. Um, and every time they have somebody that could win, they sabotage that person, you know, right. and then they go, Oh, we, we can't, we can't get anything done because we, we can't, can't, uh, can't maintain a supermajority. Uh, Oh, what's that? We have a majority now. Oh, well, Mitch McConnell won't let us. Oh, what's that? He will. Uh, uh, what's, Come up with something new. What's what's something new we can come up? Uh, Senate parliamentarian. There you go. Hey, we you. Can't, we can't get anything in the done. Corner. What, what, what's your job title? Oh, parliamentarian. Okay, yeah, no, it's her fault. It's her fault. <laughs> the lady that sits in the corner and hasn't ruled on anything in fifteen years. Yeah, it's her fault. Um, yeah, it, it's it's preposterous, but it's it, yeah, right, and it's laughable. And this idea that you're going to flip Texas blue, like you you flip Texas blue. Okay, sure. And and who's going to be the 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 blue U.S. senators from Texas? Right. It'll it'll be like. What was what was the, the fucking guy that they you know hoped and prayed would win in Alabama or Mississippi and like they only fucking the guy only fucking oh, won. He only beat he only beat the pedophile by like right. like four points. Yeah, no, uh, Doug Jones. <laughs> Doug who, Jones, who, who already is out, I believe. I, I'm pretty sure he's out already. Yeah, yeah, yeah two so. two two years and he's out of there. So yeah, you, you're gonna flip uh, Texas blue and you'll have another Christian Cinema and Joe Manchin be the the blue right. senators. From right. the state of Texas, you so, actually could flip Texas blue if you had like a good populist socialist senator, you know, person running there who actually had a message that they could deliver to the people without being, you know, just constantly smeared with, you know, just anti-communist propaganda. But you know, you're never going to get that because the Democratic Party is perfectly willing to help the Republicans in in you know smearing any candidate yeah. that actually has like I want to flip message Texas from being a red state to a red state. <laughs> right right that shit would actually work um all right well on that note i think that does it for the episode but um if you want to support the show rate and review and subscribe on, on uh wherever you get the podcast follow us on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash move left facebook.com slash move left idiots uh patreon.com slash move left i am on twitter at move underscore left uh, and I'm on Twitter at Bike Slutty. And uh, speaking of the 90s, we're going to play us out with a little Urge Overkill. I don't try anymore. Because only booze improves with age. I don't fight anymore. But sometimes my fists clench up in rage. And I don't cry anymore. Sometimes my skies get cloudy Sometimes them clouds rain down upon her dream But I don't mind anymore Cause now my mind is wasted On her dream 
Dream. 